From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into the show. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hey, you can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open this cold beer and let's get after it, buddy. Uh-oh. Moving a little slow today, bro. We just got back from the from the mountains, man. So yeah. uh, pushing through this rough Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, you make it sound like we were like hiking the mountains. No, no, no. We, we were in a sweet little cabin for a bachelor party. Yeah, I mean, but. It was basically like our livers were on a mega hike. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, man. So, uh, how was your, how was your week, bro? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I mean, I guess we, we last saw each other two days ago. Uh, but, less, uh, less than that. It was yesterday. Yesterday. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, uh, got home, uh, slept, uh, had to get back to work. I had to take the pup to the vet this Same, morning, bro. Had, not, not the, not the vet situation, but I had to get back to work, man. Missing half a day Friday and all day Monday, dude. I am freaking covered up, man. I oh, hate this feeling. So, but good week overall. I mean, could have, you know, it was nice to nice to get away. Yeah, uh, felt great up in the mountain. I yeah, guess we brought it back with us because it felt great here. You well, know? Uh, it was pretty hot out today, at least in Shelbyville. I was wasn't out here, yard man. Work, it was ver- it was fairly. Fairly cool. Uh, maybe I didn't just go. I just didn't go out into the sun. There wasn't much um, humidity. Uh, yeah. I think is what I'm. Is really yeah. what I meant, which is basically the same thing as being cool here in Tennessee. So, <laughs> but, all right, don't uh, um, check us out on What a Maneuver to get all the apparel you need on Patreon and YouTube. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. We've got a trade. We've got Minnesota Wild will receive Marcus Johansson. Buffalo receives Eric Stahl. Not a bad trade. Yeah, I mean, uh, pretty straight up. Uh, kind of interested to see, you know, what what happens with this. Uh, I mean, Stahl, tra- Stahl traditionally plays the center role, whereas Johansson plays a wing. Is that is that accurate to say? I believe so, yeah. Uh, I mean, it'll be. It, I mean, obviously, Buffalo could use some center depth for sure. Uh, not a not a world breaking trade, but I feel pretty straight up. It's not uh, not seemingly one sided early on uh, with the other team getting with the other team getting some future type of stuff. It seems straight up just like a a decent trade as far as what the teams need. Yeah. You know, um, nothing, nothing world breaking though. We, uh, they did announce the award winners, which we will talk about later. So let's just go ahead and move on. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. Flying through this episode, dude. Yeah, it's supposed to be, uh, I think we even discussed it being a shorter episode 
we just can never tell how yeah. long we're going to talk about specific topics. So yeah. we don't want to promise anything yeah, for sure. But we don't have any pop culture for the yeah. folks today. So should go go through it pretty quick. Yeah. Maybe starting next week or week after, we'll start our discussion on the Matrix. So yeah. That'll probably eat up a good bit of time. And hockey will be over. Probably will be over with it by next week. So yeah, have to fill some time. Yeah, and we keep losing hockey talk because the teams <laughs> keep moving on and yeah. advancing so yeah but, so uh definitely uh all right so nfl week two happened uh crazy week two honestly one of the craziest weeks of the nfl i've seen in a long time we're going to talk about the injuries we're going to talk about winners and losers but let's talk about biggest surprises this week uh and what do you got uh i have josh herbert he had to go in and play he didn't get any first team reps all all um all week but tyrod taylor had was having some chest issues on game day and so he got the start man he looked pretty good yeah uh, they gave the chiefs a, a run for their money for sure uh, and it took harrison butker kicking three 50 plus yard field goals in order to uh in order to win uh and and only one of them counted so uh so yeah i got josh herbert and the chargers for sure looking like a potential team of the future yeah uh, i've got ryan Tannehill, dude for the longest time uh it seems like derrick henry was the anchor of that team ryan Tannehill is showing that he is not the same ryan Tannehill from three or four years ago that jumped teams he is a solid QB one in this league. I, you know, it, I'm the kind of guy I didn't, I, I was always hesitant to draft him in fantasy leagues. He's a stud and he, I think he's going to be a stud for a, a while. Bobby, you know how much I love saying this, but I told you so. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, you know how much I but, love I mean, to you, say well, it. You can't blame people for not truly no. trusting Ryan well, Tannehill we, for so long. I well, mean, we had that. I mean, we had that conversation. I mean, it was it wasn't like I was dead sold. He's a superstar in this league for sure. But I mean, I, I felt like he was going to give us another good season. I, I mean, you know, my feeling on Mr. B-Hole, uh, Mr. Gase up in up in New York. He is a bad football coach and he doesn't get the best out of his player. He's the anti Bill Belichick, which is maybe why everybody in the AFC East keeps hiring him because they're <laughs> like, he doesn't do things like Belichick does. So let's bring him in the fold. You know, I mean, it's just he doesn't get things from I mean, he's going to ruin Sam Donald's career, just like he ruined yeah. Ryan Tannehill's career. Uh, I, I, I mean, I just think that they are Arthur Smith, Mike Vrabel. They have a great game plan. And this win, this Jacksonville team is better than we thought they were going to be. And they did this. They got this win and another last second field goal by Gostowski without without AJ Brown. So yeah. I mean, yeah, Derrick Henry is, you know, your rock, your centerpiece, but you got to have a quarterback to be able to take you and win and I feel yeah. like Ryan Tannehill is that position is that guy yeah. and and I liked what I saw at Gardner Minshew. Yeah, week. he's I mean, he's great. Uh, before the season started, <sighs> a lot of people thought that Jacksonville would be tanking for the uh for Trevor Lawrence. Not if Gardner Minshew has anything to say about it, dude. I mean, he is football. Solid. You know, the the only real sport that I feel that you can adequately tank is basketball. 
feel like you can do in baseball too. It's hard to. I mean, I guess you could tank in baseball, but like the thing is, my thing is with basketball is you can have a game plan that makes it easier to tank without it looking like it. Yeah. You're not going to have any of these baseball players. They don't, they're not going to come up and strike out on purpose to help out the owner so they can get a better pick because that's going to hurt them long term. But I mean, 11 on 11 with football. I mean, these guys are so good that it's any given play they could score or they can uh, make a huge defensive play. It is, uh, it it is something that I I mean, even if the team does their best to tank, it's just it's hard. Yeah. I mean, these guys are not going to go. I mean, especially a guy like Minshew, who is if the tank happens then he loses his job, you yeah. know? So, I mean, I think he's going to yeah. give it everything. I mean, if a team really want to tank, there is somebody in New York they could just hire. Yeah. I mean, tank the season for them. I mean, you go out and you, you hire Adam Gase or you ha- I hire Matt Nagy, you know? I mean, yeah. you, you can get yourself some L's <laughs> if you want. Uh, but, I, I mean, Jay Gruden is a great football coach, in my opinion. He was stuck in Washington. I mean, he did <laughs> he did his damnedest and didn't complain about it the whole time he was there, but I think he's a good football coach. And honestly, as you said, I think that Minshew is a quarterback of the future. I don't think that you know, I mean, I don't think you pass up on Trevor Lawrence if you get the chance, but I don't think that they are their biggest problem is a quarterback no. in my opinion. Do we got we have some biggest I guess losers or yeah, you know obviously I feel like that phrasing is bad uh, biggest bus biggest biggest letdown letdown let yeah. is the perfect phrase for this because it's not just we could easily pick the worst guy on the team right um, and, yeah and so my, um you want to go ahead and give yours first yeah, yeah so go ahead. Drew Brees listen he gets the yards and but that's not what you're looking for really with Drew Brees because you know he's going to get the yards and this isn't just for fantasy this is yeah I mean. I mean, they lost the game. Yeah, the they, Raiders. But now here's the thing: the they, Raiders looked good. Yeah, I mean, John Gruden finally able to kind of work his his magic in there. I mean, he's a great he's a great football. The Walrus went. I mean, my God, every time he touched the ball, I, yeah. I mean, I don't understand how they let him get open so often, dude. I just, dude's a I monster that, of a man. I think that when he comes off the line, he just moves his elbows <laughs> outward, and then you can't be within a 15 feet radius <laughs> of him. You yeah. know, uh, I mean, uh, but yeah. So this week he had he went 26 for 38, 312 yards, and one touchdown. He's not looking like Drew Brees. I think, I. Th- I, I think that he age is catching up with him. I don't think he's got many years left. I don't think he think he thinks he has many years left. I think he even said that this could be his last year. And I think it should be. It it is amazing how much we as fans, fantasy players, whatever, expect from Drew Brees that you can throw three hundred and twelve yards and be a big letdown of the week. But I th- that's what Drew yeah. Brees has established for us. I, I mean, that's not a not a bad thing, call at if all. He, I mean, if he had thrown three hundred, if he had thrown two hundred and fifty yards and three touchdowns, all right, that maybe that maybe wins you the game. But you're not just the guy throwing the ball; you're also the lead guy in the huddle. You're the game manager. You're the guy making sure you get in the end zone. I mean, and if you can't get in the end zone when you need to be, then that then you're not doing your job. Yeah, no, I I agree, and especially, I mean. Like you said, the the Raiders are looking good, but, and I mean, maybe they were 
excited to be able to yeah. play in Las Vegas. Like that interception he threw, complete, we that interception he threw last night was completely unacceptable. He he just didn't get enough air under it. That's not Drew Brees that we know. Yeah. That's a that's a 2016 Ryan Tannehill move he made. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a that's a anybody playing for Adam Gase move. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I mean, you definitely want to see more from the from the the Saints for sure. And if this is his last year, I think that sets up perfectly for Jameis Winston to be a force in this league. Yeah, uh, I think with a some good foot with good coaching, he can do it. Uh, I, I'll be interested to see what happens with that. He's only on a one-year deal, but my biggest letdown is, and by and I want to be very clear, this is no fault of his own. But Saquon Barkley, man, that is terrible to hear. He's out for the year with an ACL. He had one catch for like six yards and a uh, and like ten yards rushing or something like that. It just, that hurts you, man. That hurts you to see fantasy or no fantasy. I mean, he was, you remember his rookie season, how much fun he was to watch play football. Imagine being like, I want to watch the Giants game, you know? And so that. I I think without him, the Giants go back to being unwatchable, dude. Yeah. I mean, Danny Dimes has his moments. He did not have a good game yesterday, though, or Sunday, though. Uh but yeah, man, it just it, it it sucks for for Saquon. It is a sad injury for the NFL and, and as a whole. Fantasy owners of Saquon, they never really got to see. I mean, I remember you could be going into the fourth quarter with him having two fantasy points, and then fourth quarter hits and he busts off a seventy yard long run, and, yeah. and then all of a sudden you got twenty eight points and. So that's uh that that was a big letdown. Obviously, again, no, it wasn't just him letting the team yeah. down. That injury just really. And what's wild is the play before he got injured. He also he got. I mean, he took a little. He got a little banged up his elbow. I yeah, mean, that he, is, I mean, that would have put anybody else out of the game. Yeah, uh, and so it was kind of a back to back situation. Sucks to sucks yeah. to see. We're actually moving into injuries, and that that was the first one on our yeah. list. So. Uh, so when we're gonna move into some injuries, we got this is probably the most injuries. I haven't done the research yet, but this is probably the most injuries I've ever seen. Uh, in, before in a week. before you start with the injuries, I guess that kind of brings up a, a question I wanted to ask you. Do you think that the lack of preseason games and lack of tackling drills within training camp has I mean, it was, we were watching Red Zone on Sunday, and it was just, this person's injured, this person's injured, this person's injured, this, and it was just continuous. A thousand percent. Yeah. I, I mean, I th- it's just one of those sports. I it's got to be in game shape. Yeah. For sure. I think that, A, they had not just no preseason, a short off season. Yeah. So they come in here. A lot of these guys, listen, I know these guys are pros, but let's be honest here. I've, I mean, I've watched enough hard knocks, seen enough behind the scenes stuff. These guys aren't practicing on their own like they are at the facility with coaches all down their neck. Well, it's impossible hyd- to do. Yeah, they're not hydrating enough. Even no matter how hard you hydrate, if you don't have someone there with, with pumping electrolytes into you after everything, you're not going to be hydrated enough going into the season. And the hydrating doesn't just start the day of the game. The hydrating starts six months before before game time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so they're not hydrated enough. They haven't gotten enough reps in. I mean, well, and the thing is with this is it's not just the Oh, that's guy's a lower paid guy. And so I understand why that guy doesn't have a home gym or, or a training regimen. I mean, he doesn't make 
that kind. We're we're talking about superstar. I mean, this list that you're about yeah. to go through are guys that look. You should be able to afford to and be young great. guys. Yeah, youth. I mean, and you can understand more of the youth because they're rookie contracts. They're not getting as much money. But we got some guys in here that it's like you're making a lot of money, man. Yeah. And, and you and I'm not saying any of them were unprepared. But it just seems I think it's the as nature though that of the they might be. Yeah, I, I think that that's a uh, that's a that's a big. And thing. I I really will say that <clears throat> football is a hard game. It, in many aspects, it's a dangerous that's what game. She said yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a dangerous game. The fact that they pretty much put these players at a disadvantage, but didn't do anything to help them in game. They didn't implement anything like. Hey, we're gonna give you we're gonna give you an extra five ten uh, minutes at halftime. Well, still fifty three man rosters. Yeah. I mean, like we're going to or uh, how about between rather than just okay, we're gonna flip this, we're gonna flip the field at the end of the first quarter. Let's give the, let's give them a TV timeout, an extra TV timeout. Well, they have plenty of those. Well, yeah, but just so, and listen, I would hate it as a viewer. I would hate it. But man, you, you can't just uh, it, it just it kills me. The NFL thinks that they can just throw these guys into the fire and not expect something like this to happen. Yeah, I mean, and they probably thought, oh, week one was great. Well, what happens next week? We're going to start seeing more guys drop off slower and yeah. slower. Yeah, I, but I anyway, agree. So Saquon Barkley tore his ACL. His season's over. Uh, he'll the prognosis is that he will be our prognosis says he, uh, he will be back strong next season. So if you, I mean, that's a obviously a possibility. It's really early. Well, that's just what <laughs> Dude the team hasn't is started saying. his rehab yet. Yeah, that's what the team <laughs> is saying. Uh, Tyrod Taylor was briefly hospitalized with trouble breathing. Uh, he's listed as week to week, but according to Andy Lynn, he wants him to just get out there and throw the damn ball. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about uh, another guy that I think is a bad football coach, yeah. Anthony Lynn. Listen, I like him as a guy. Well, yeah. I watch Hard Knocks. He's, he's a, a really great good person. Guy. He's not a good football coach. Like, yeah. dude, Josh Herbert went out there and killed it. And you're just with <clears throat> the proper responses. Well, we're going to be looking at it. We're going to be looking at tape. We'll let you know, not come out like, oh, he's our starter yeah. one way or another. Like, well, that's not how the it, game works. Man. It would be different to me completely if Tyrod Taylor lit it up last week. And, you know, now he's he's our starter. He's our yeah. veteran presence. He played a horrendous football game last week. Your rookie that you spent a really high draft pick on just came out and not only did a great job for a, a individual playing his first NFL game. Almost beat the reigning champs. But did a great job. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that guy is a beast of a man. Yeah. You know? Tyrod Taylor would not have had Kansas City on the ropes. No, no, he wouldn't. I mean, he would have had them on the ropes for when they were throwing <laughs> pick sixes and they were jumping up onto the ropes, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah. So I 100 percent. uh Agree. I mean, that's that's bad football coaching. And and I hate that we're talking about we're not talking about a world back in the day where you don't play rookies because they're not ready for the NFL. Guys are more and more ready coming out of college football. College football is preparing guys for the NFL. And to say, oh, well, this guy's a rookie. We're not playing because he's a rookie. That is why. Bill Belichick has won so many championships because I'm playing the best guy. That's why Pete Carroll is a Super Bowl winning coach. It doesn't matter yeah. to me. He's a rookie or he's not a rookie. I'm playing the guy that is the best suited for us to win football games. Yeah. Uh, Christian McCaffrey injured his ankle uh, four to six weeks out. Whew, that, that one, 
that one hurts a lot of fantasy. I mean, I'm sure the the, the last one not so much, but the first and this one hurt a lot of people, a lot of fantasy owners. At least he might be coming back. Yeah. So that's, I mean, the Saquon thing was like he's a pick after McCaffrey and he's gone for the year now. So, yeah. so that, I mean, obviously CMC getting hurt hurts a lot of folks. But I mean, and knowing CMC, he might be back. He could be back in three weeks. Yeah, I mean, he's already rehabbed. He's yeah. gonna, he's already he's already played a second game now, this past week. <laughs> I know how I know what my answer is. In three weeks, he comes back. Uh, are you starting him? No matter what, is he an automatic start? Is it a high ankle sprain? Uh, I think it is. High ankle sprain. I would say depends on my options. It is it is a is one of those situations where there's a high likelihood uh that on your fantasy roster you don't have anybody that it's worth taking a chance of not playing him. Yeah. Does that make sense? I mean, there's there are going to be some rosters where you have a really good option and you won't feel bad if CMC goes off for the chance that he might not. Every roster most of them are not going to have somebody that you would feel because basically it's the selling point. Yeah. Is this guy worth putting in or am I going to be mad at myself? Kind of like what I talked about last week. Am I going to be mad at myself for trying to get too cute with my roster yeah. and not playing CMC? Yeah, for me, Christian McCaffrey is getting he's getting played. If he's active, he's getting played. Yeah. Like he's too much of a force. Uh, Broncos lost quarterback Drew Locke to an injured shoulder oh, and wide receiver Cortland Sutton to a torn ACL. I believe Sutton is done for the year. I'm not 100% sure on that one. That, yeah, he's out for the rest of the Cortland Sutton's done for the season. That hurts, man, because I was expecting Drew Locke to have a great season. And for those of you that have some shares in, in Jerry Judy and obviously Cortland Sutton, Courtland and for the Sutton, one guy that Court, drafted Courtland Drew Locke. Sutton. Yeah, I mean, I got Drew Locke on a lot of rosters on late game, late late drafts. Like, I believed in him, and he looked really good week one uh, against a tough Titans defense, and he looked good up until the point where he got hurt. Uh, but that hurt because Jeff Driscoll's the backup there. So yeah. that uh, that is not looking good for a Broncos team that were definitely going to be fun to watch. Melvin Gordon has looked pretty good. He looked immensely better without um <clears throat> he looked immensely better without Philip Lindsay there taking taking reps. I think Royce Freeman is a great compliment to him, whereas Philip Lindsay's the same style of running back to him. But I mean, it just overall hurts your entire game plan yeah. when you have Driscoll in over Drew Locke. So yeah. And now we've got the pretty much the entire San Francisco 49ers. Uh, we got quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, a high ankle sprain. Raheem Most, uh, Mostert, a sprained MCL. Uh, defensive end Nick Bosa and lineman Solomon Thomas to, uh, to uh, torn ACLs, and they are both done. Whew. Yeah, but I mean, Mostert got you your 80-yard touchdown before yeah. you <laughs> I mean, this is – I mean, it's going to make and, – and the funny part is one of the – best uh not ne maybe not necessarily fantasy running backs but one of the actual best running backs for his team in the nfl goes out and there is still no clear picture of who's going to be the running back in san francisco <laughs> with tevin coleman and Jarek mckinnon and they i mean they have so many options and this is why shanahan loves the multiple running backs because any given week one of them can have a great game so uh 
that hurts. And obviously Jimmy G going out is, I mean, that man can't stay healthy. Can he, he is, he has looked like a, like a, a boss when he gets, gets a good opportunity, um, or at very least a great game manager, you know, and it just sucks to see for the, you know, former NFC, uh, reigning champs to have such a host of injuries this early. And yeah, you know, that, that sucks. Rookie Cam Akers, torn rib cartilage, uh, no prognosis yet. Um, and Paris Campbell, he's got a PCL and MCL injury. He's out indefinitely. I believe they actually, since I wrote this, they put him on the IR and yeah. he's done for the season. Yeah, I think Cortland Sutton's on the IR as well uh, from what I've seen. Yeah. So, sucks, man. I mean, it's, it, you know, that's that's the nature of the game. And usually yeah. we're talking about big injuries, but we're not talking about this this many injuries this early. No. These big yeah. style of injuries, After we record, I got to get home. This might be the biggest waiver wired day, like in my fantasy football history, dude. Like, I've, got a, I've got seven leagues I've got to go through and. Uh, look at same so same. much different scoring fab i mean it's just who knows what's going on but all right so uh moving to what we're mainly talking about today uh stanley cup final stars and lightning are tied up one one the uh stars looked really good both teams looked uh, really good in their respective wins um yeah. a lot of people a lot of people came out saying they thought the stars were going to come out and sweep after that first performance man there is nothing like uh overreact sport uh sport overreaction yeah, the I mean, day that, after <laughs> that next day you're asking me you're like what do you think about that guy that bet uh bet all that money on the star sweeping i was like well it's game one yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean no this is a great series they these teams match up well uh i think both of them have had a similar style of of defensive play uh i mean you see it seems like the lightning have a more potent offense, but do you never know what the stars are going to give yeah. you from from game to game? Man, well, this is a this is a good series, and you know how we feel in this podcast. No central winning the cup, so go go lightning, right? Even though your boy Jarvis and me <laughs> hate each other, so what do you uh what are you thinking? What's going to be the X factor in this series, man? Goaltending. Yeah, I was about to say that's the easy. That's Goal the tending. easy answer. Yeah, uh, whichever team can get uh, pucks in deep and uh, play the boards and <laughs> get gritty. You know, um, man. score more goals than the other team, you're gonna win. Yeah, <laughs> uh, honestly, I, th- I think the X factor is whether or not Braden Point can stay hot. Yeah, if Braden Point stays hot, I think Tampa takes this. If he starts to cool off, which man, I, I, you would have to think it have to happen soon, but it hasn't happened since game one of the, of the first round. So I don't think he is going to cool down until next season. I would have to say mine ex, you know, external from goaltending. I mean, which is the obvious answer. Better goaltending wins more games. I would say how the defenses hold up against teams that have seemingly been able to score at will against the other teams that they've played. I mean, it's not like the Dallas stars are winning games two one. I mean, they, they beat the avalanche in game seven to four, six to four, so they can score. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a big factor of how each team's defense uh, kind of comes to play. So, but, all right. So we are going to be talking about the awards. They all got announced. So not great for me, Bob. Yeah. Not great for me. Uh, 
you got your two points on a technicality. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's go through. I'll go through it real quick. Uh, the Hart Trophy, uh, as we kind of expected after making our uh, predictions, was Leon Dreisaitl. Uh Let's see. He came up with uh, the uh, Nathan McKinnon was in second place. Artemi Panarin was in third. You've got the Calder. It was Kale McCarr with Quinn Hughes in second and Dominic Kubelik in third and Adam Fox in fourth. Uh, didn't do too great in the playoffs. <laughs> he he got me a solid zero, Bobby. So <laughs> uh Ted the Ted Lindsay went to Leon Dreisidel. The Vesna, Connor Halliabuck. Uh, I thought not, for sure Tuka had it. I'm not yeah, I don't not like that a pick. Fan. Yeah. Not a fan of a lot of these picks. Well, I'm not a fan of a lot of the uh finalists. Ones that you didn't call? Well, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I was pretty much done after the but I'm but a lot of the finalists, like even yeah. guys that I didn't pick. It seemed like, oh, that guy was much more deserving as a finalist for the Vesna. Like Hellebuck winning the Vesna, I felt like that was a little crazy. Yeah, it's like this year they just put all their basket and shutouts. Yeah, I mean, like it's all it their was, eggs in the shutout basket. Yeah, I, it, it was a, a lot of interesting choices. So for Norris, Roman Yossi won it, baby. Yeah, hey, like I said, I didn't pick him. I was more than happy to lose this this yeah. battle if that meant Roman yeah. Yossi got, Roman Yossi uh, got, got a, 65 got a points. Uh and he is uh according to CBS NHL the best defensive player in the world. So which I guess that a trophy so, makes it legit but in, in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean there's you know there's not too many leagues of hockey out there that are like oh well you got to watch out for Joe Joe show and so over in the KHL yeah the KHL like they even play defense in the KHL (laughs) they just have three forwards that face each other and if it crosses (laughs) if it crosses uh, mid ice you don't you just let them score if you can if they can but we'll go through our predictions again I won our prediction battle which I don't even did we say it was a water bet or we just Uh, since you're asking I'm gonna say no (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna say no. I think we ha- we we have punishment involved. I think it's a wheel of punishment okay. offer, which we still have not created the yeah. wheel. So, uh, but so for the cup, I had the Bruins lost, Hart Nathan Kinnon lost, the Calder, which I won, Kale McCarr, Vesna lost because I had Bishop Norris, I won because of Roman Yossi, Art Ross, I had McDavid, uh, the Selkie, uh, Bergeron, Jack Adams, I had Torts, which I think. Oh, I didn't even. Uh, yeah, you didn't even go through who won the uh, Art Ro- well, Art Ross. Oh, I think they already. They are, yeah, they already announced that. Uh, Art Ross Bruce was, Cassidy yeah. won the of the Bruins. Won uh, the Jack Adams. Who won the Selkie? Uh, that oh, sorry, that was uh, Sean Couturier. It wasn't on the website that I was just looking at, but I saw or Sean Couturier won the uh, Selkie. Uh, GM of the year. Uh, I don't. Hold on a second. That was. Um, That was uh, the uh, Islanders. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we talked about that last week, actually, because yeah. uh, we were both very surprised. Yeah, I had John Chaka. Um, and if you want to give us your predictions. Yeah, uh, I had, uh, for my cut pick, I had Pittsburgh. Not not great on that one, Bob. Uh, doubled down on Nathan McKinnon. I don't feel bad about that one. Uh, Quinn Hughes for the Calder. Didn't feel bad about that one. Bennington for the Vesna. Missed that feel great about it him not winning it so uh norris i had carlson um art ross mcdavid 
Selkie had Ryan O'Reilly. Jack Adams had Travis Green, Vancouver coach. Uh, Rocket Richard, I got some mercy points uh, <laughs> with my boy Pasta. And uh, the GM of the year, I had Yarmo Kekalainen, the uh, Blue Jackets GM. So didn't do too great. I got a I got a couple pity points uh, from the crowd, but basically, if we're being real, because technically Pasta didn't even win the Rocket Richard, I actually offered okay on that. So, <laughs> uh, you know, like you know our rule on this podcast. Th- I think this is actually though the first real thing that you've won. So yeah. congratulations. Speaking you- of wins, I I did win the. Uh- Middle Earth Battle Royale by, by two, two votes. By two vote, and that see, like that's the thing. That's a fake thing, and so we always expect you to win the fake things that we can't prove. Either though, that now that I've won, I can say I would have voted for you, dude. Your team, my we, team was stout. having both Gandalfs is solid. My team was Sheila, so stout, dude. Yeah, Shelob was. I mean, I feel like I pick. I, I feel like <clears throat> I sometimes forget the deep lore that Shelob. Yeah. Was the ex-wife of mm-hmm. of uh, Saron? That's the biggest thing for me. Is I feel like a lot of people were just voting without going so into the, the lore of it. Majo- like, so funny because majority of the votes, all of the, the votes that matter. Because I think on Twitter we got like seven on our person on our group Facebook page. We didn't get a lot. The where we got the most votes was the uh, was the uh, big Lord of the Rings unexpected podcast group that I put it into. Really? Yeah, I put it in there, and I think we got like thirty six votes, wow. and I edged out. And I think I think it has to do with people. Really, they like they like <clears throat> Bjorn. They love the character of Bjorn. Yeah. Um. So I think that's. I mean, if and, we- and honestly, so many people believe that Gladriel is just such a. Yeah. Hard hitter that it's she can do that she, because like, a lot of and you know because I was talking to people and everyone's like well she loves a you know everyone's like she loves uh you can't be beaten I'm like well you would have to think that Gladriel is the one who made the thing that beat her like that just like that this beat her. normally when I hear that you've beat me in some sort of poll or something like that I usually roll my eyes because I'm like your team was trash I don't know how it happened. This is one that I didn't feel bad about losing. I mean, I really dropped the ball on missing Gladriel. I think we both pick. dropped the because I I could have not taken Bjorn and taken Gandalf and yeah. pretty much could have probably could have wiped the floor with your team. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you're thinking I picked Galadriel. You said that and my biggest thing was I picked the Witch King with that number one pick, and then you got those two picks in a row. You said you if you would have had first pick, you would um if I had it. If you would have had first pick, you would I wouldn't have, have taken the witch. You King. wouldn't have taken the witch king, and so I probably could have doubled up on a couple of them, and and taken you to the to the the woodshed. Uh, and I also think that I like. I think my Dane pick hurt me. I felt like I needed yeah. some. Hand, I felt like I needed some hand to hand combat type of deal, and I really just thought you were gonna take. You know how I get <laughs> like that, man. Where I just don't want yeah. you to get you something. Get in your own head a little bit. Uh, yeah. So, but it was a it was a good battle. But I don't feel too bad about losing that one. Congratulations yeah. to you. A lot of people um, also said Thrandril was a bit was it well, you know I was a decider because obviously like, the magic stuff was yeah. But having Thrandril on the team, well, I could have. I think I could have got Thrandril on my team if I'd have had that second pick yeah. and still got the witch got basically doubled up on a lot of the picks that I wanted and still got my main picks that I that I needed. Yeah. So all good. All good. Good battle. Good battle. All right. Time for joke of the week. The weird. Corey Perry. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't- 
wild. I think the, I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. A little tongue twister. And downright dumb. You're kidding me. It's time for the joke of the week. All right. We got Philly. Just being Philly. Carson Wentz gets booed despite Eagles having no fans in the stadium. Yeah, that's pretty Philly. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that's that sounds about <laughs> right. It, was it just pumped in booze? Yeah. So um, <laughs> after he uh, after a failed third down throw, fans could be heard booing their quarterback. So yeah, we've got a video here from uh, uh, from Twitter. It's from at not sc top ten plays. So for Zach Ertz. And now fourth down for the punt team back on for the Eagles. John Johnson out there in the coverage. Those boos are from an empty stadium <laughs> from being pumped in. And that wasn't the only one. Once down 21 to 3 in this game. Wentz off play action looking for the end zone and it's intercepted. Darius Williams with a diving kick in front of J.J. Arthur-Whiteside. <laughs> people, uh, ju- people just surrounded philly stadium and they're just like get ready <laughs> they tell us to boo we're yeah. booing <laughs> uh that last one was from at thomas uh p93 uh we might get uh copyrighted for some of those but screw it we'll uh we'll it edit those out tw- it was on twitter yeah man. but and we didn't play we didn't play more than 30 seconds of it and we're not making any yeah. money yeah. what are you gonna sue us for bro <laughs> like oh like oh you're gonna take we're suing you for the joke of the week segment. Like, bro, that's owned by James Dolan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So you can have it if you really want it. We'll just, hey, we have no, we're like Michael Scott. We have no shortage of, uh, of, of segment names, yeah. you know, and we'll name a segment after you if you come after us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but All right. So we got some questions from the internet. If you could pick any sidekick, who would it be? Man, this is such a tough. Because I feel like tough, there are some easy ones out there. Yeah. But like a lot of people would go with Robin. I personally am not a pedophile. No, I'm dude. not a pedophile, so I'd never go with him. Like, <laughs> no. Like, I always still listen. I like Batman. I always thought it was sketchy that he gave Robin some small clothes. kid. Yeah. Dude, like, where, are these, uh, where are these tights? Like, it's weird. Like, these dude. offer no. Like, why do you get armor and I get like spandex? Now, if you know, this is not my choice, but I do want to see your thought process on it. Alfred is the sidekick. Yeah, that, say, that, right? that, that'd be the money right there. That would dude. be the money. Only if it's only if it's Michael Caine, though. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Caine, Alfred is the Alfred dude. Yeah. Um. Or the Alfred. You haven't seen this from the uh, Harley Quinn show. He's a he's a dope Alfred. You have it. to watch it. He's a okay. pretty much a is smart. It, he's a smart ass that just talks shit to Bruce Wayne all the time. Is his name Michael Caine? No, <laughs> then he's not the best Alfred. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so let me hit you with one, and it probably is not a very popular one. Boyle, Charles Boyle from Ooh. Brooklyn Nine Nine, dude. Think about how hype Jake Peralta, yeah. Andy Samberg's character feels all the time, dude. Boyle freaking loves that dude so much. He's such a good sidekick. There are yeah. many times that he. He he's like he does things at his own expense to, you know, prop up Jake Peralta. So I think that he's a really, really good sidekick option. That's probably not thought of by a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to like, I don't know. I think I kind of know who I would go with. And I, I want to try not to do like the easy ones like Chewbacca. Yeah. But I think. I mean, that's a top. That's a top guy. Though. I mean, R2D2 wouldn't be a bad one. 
Yeah, I wouldn't even call him a sidekick, though. Like, I mean, I guess in Clone Wars, he was more sidekicky. Throughout the movies, he was more of just like a supporting. Would you say character. that C three PO is a sidekick? To, no, no. To I would. I would say yes. I would say those two are a pairing of like C three PO is definitely the sidekick of those two. Hear this one out, okay? George Costanza. Yeah, would he be considered a sidekick. Yeah, I would say he's no, most he's not certainly my pick. right. No, I mean, but we're just talking yeah. now. I would say yes, he would definitely be considered a sidekick. Now let me. Now, because now, basically, I guess we're just getting each other's opinions on if this person's <laughs> a sidekick or not. <clears throat> Let me hit you with this. Tyrion Lannister. Would he be the No, Bronn's yeah. the, the sidekick. Well, Bronn was his sidekick when he was in power. But, like, from every point before that and after that, Tyrion I, was always kind of like a sidekick uh, that kind of knew that. I don't think being hand of the queen constitutes a sidekick. Yeah, yeah. Because like you're, you're like I don't know. Like I, yeah. I mean, mm, I'm here. Yeah. yeah, I'll hear you out. You like, know, I, I wouldn't give him the role sidekick. Would, if we're being honest, though, I would say that the hand of the king or queen is the ultimate sidekick. You are like literally the sidekick to the number one dude. So you when know? I think sidekick, I think like they're not making many of their so own is, decisions. Let me ask you this is so is Ned Stark, not Robert Baratheon sidekick, because no. I would say that he, no, I, I would not say Ned Stark was Robert Baratheon's sidekick. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily well, I would say come a brother say, in arms. Um, like I, I wouldn't say sidekick. No, not okay. for Ned Stark. Now here, which one of these two guys, or the sidekick, because I think one of them is. What are your buzz? Which one's the sidekick? I think Buzz is the sidekick. Yeah, I think, and I think, yeah, I mean, yes. Initially, Buzz came into the Toy Story world and tried to assert his dominance. Didn't go well, and it didn't go well. I mean, it was very clear that Woody is the leader of yeah. the crew. He, I mean, you know, Buzz. Everybody was like digging on him and stuff. But the dude didn't even know he was a toy. So, like, <laughs> it was like, hey, hey, buddy, you're a toy. All right. Yeah. This so Woody, Woody for sure is the uh, is the alpha and uh, Buzz would be the sidekick now, in my mind. I think a dope sidekick would be Genie from Aladdin. Okay. I wouldn't. I don't know. I mean, you I don't, I don't a sidekick. I, no, he's an all powerful being. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's he is the he is like a. I wouldn't say he's like the main guy, yeah. but like I wouldn't call him Aladdin's sidekick. Would a, that be a the boo, monkey? A boo, yeah. yeah. A boo's definitely a, a sidekick. No, I would not choose him. Yeah, I mean, sidekick. I mean, he's a dope sidekick if yeah. we're being honest. Uh, yeah, there's so many great choices. Like now, I just want to keep doing this. Is Spock, is Spock Captain Kirk's sidekick or is Spock? I'm not, not a Trekkie, so okay. I, I'm not going to speak to it. Uh, let me hit you with this, and this is actually going to roll into one of my answers for one of the next cards gerald from hey arnold dude you consider mm, him a sidekick yeah i think yeah. they do enough like like little quests and like little adventures chucky from rugrats he's a dope sidekick yeah yeah i mean he's not like a you know he's a good guy i mean he's not yeah, a great he, sidekick yeah. he was never never All down right. for Tommy so let's stuff. get to our answers my sidekick is john watson Okay. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a pretty standard. You think awesome, so? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he is like the quintessential sidekick. There's no question that he's a sidekick. 
and he's dope and he's a friggin' doctor. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, I would say that's a, but I that's say a great for, choice. For now, if I wanted straight comic relief, like the sidekick that will always make me laugh, Donkey. Shrek. Ooh, that is a really good call. I think I'm going to stick with my initial thought process, though, even though, I mean, because we're not voting on these, so it's not like I got to go with somebody that lots of folks know. I'm going to go with Charles Boyle for sure. Uh, I think that he would be an awesome sidekick, you know, you know, as long as we're not like fighting. But like, I mean, even so, I mean, the dude's taking bullets for his buddies and not even his, you know, his hero. <laughs> Jake Peralta. So I'm going to go with Charles Boyle. I think that he's a good choice, but John, Dr. John Watson is a great choice as well. Yeah. Also, um, Lockheed from the X-Men universe. Uh, he's a dragon, uh, would be a dope one. Um, yeah, that's like, it's, I feel, I find it hard for you to be a sidekick if you're a dragon. True. Morty would be a, eh, what do you think? Do you think Morty would be a cool sidekick to have? Or I not? mean, he complains too much. He is a sidekick by For the technical sure, term. Yeah. But no, he is just complaint. Dude, like, you get to go all had, across now, the universe. Now, what if you universe. had your access to any of the Mortys from the, from yeah, when they took um, over the council? So I would say it would have to be the cop Morty. That's essentially, yeah. uh, that's essentially the Rick of the not, two. Not the, the dictator Rick Morty. Morty. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess we can kind of go back to. If we're talking about just sidekicks, I'm so sorry we keep going on this. Uh, we said short episode, but when we talk 45 minutes about sidekicks, I would say that one obvious choice that we both missed, Samwise Gamgee, dude. He mm, yeah. was a sidekick for sure. Uh, I don't know about the best, but he was definitely a, a sidekick. All right, so let's move on to the next one. Kind of good little transition. What are the top three 90s Nickelodeon shows that would hold up today? Yeah, I uh, already kind of mentioned my first. I think Hey Arnold is a no question. Yeah. It would it would work today. Uh, I think if you showed your young child or niece or nephew the, uh, the Hey Arnold show that they would love it. So that'll, that'll definitely be one of mine. For sure. So, King of the Hill, first off. Yeah, I don't know that that's a 90s Nickelodeon. Oh, did it say it did say it Nickelodeon? It did say Nickelodeon. I mean, and I'll accept, I'll accept like a, you know, like a Disney cartoon if that you have some, but I'm not, I can't, we can't go with like adult humor yeah, animation. Right. Uh, then X-Men uh, was a, I mean, I'm still watching now, it was on Disney, it was a Disney cartoon. It was a dope. I mean, one of the best intro songs ever, dude. Yeah, never got into it. Yeah, so. you, you just check out the first couple. I mean, watch it a little bit. It's really uh, they do. Uh, it's really cool. A lot of like like that meme of like uh, uh, Wolverine like on the bed with the paint with the picture is yeah. from that. Yeah, yeah. Colossus is really cool in it. Uh, Recess. Yeah, Recess is great. I I really enjoyed. I'm a big. I always used to when we did you know, like spirit week and we did like movie, th movie care or movie or TV show characters. You dress up as them, you know, for spirit week. I always did TJ Detweiler. Cause the dude just wears this like a greenish jacket with like a white shirt and a red hat. And I basically <laughs> just wanted to wear a hat in school. <laughs> and so somebody came at me and was like, Hey, what do you, you know, like you're not dressed up as a character. I'm like, uh, yeah, it's your boy TJ Detweiler. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so that's a great call. <clears throat> One of the world's greatest snitches, Randall, dude. You know, that's yeah. a that that show ha had had uh, had the snitch. 
Rugrats is obviously a, a pretty top choice for me. And they like continued on. They had multiple movies and like different versions sure of the like show. Rugrats like, go to college. All grown up. Yeah. Rugrats, I mean, Tommy gets addicted to Coke. Yeah, they had that. That was, I mean, in Chucky, nowhere to be found, dude. Worst sidekick ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also want to say Cat Dog. Yeah. Cat Dog really held up for me. I don't know if this one will hold up across the ages. Rocket Power, dude. I was about to be my next one. I freaking loved Rocket loved Power. Rocket it was Power. one of the few that I would always like watch, dude. Yeah, that um, one. That one's a great one. I'll tell you a couple that I Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, I was about to say that's one of the ones that I was not a fan of. I didn't like the Angry Beavers either. I was not an Angry Beaver guy. I'm, I'm having trouble remembering the Angry Beavers. Yeah, it was just some Angry Beavers. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I mean, there's a lot of great. A lot of great cartoons that we had growing up. And I'll tell you one that probably didn't get didn't get a lot of love and it was only on for a few seasons. I fairly enjoyed the uh the, the Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. Oh yeah. Show. yeah. I thought that was a pretty good uh pretty Real good Monsters show. was dope. Didn't like Real Monsters yeah. either. I was not a fan of that. Um a lot of people love Animaniacs, and I was just also not a fan. You know, yeah. I never never really got into it. Uh, yeah, but I would definitely say, hey, Arnold, Rugrats are on my list. And I would probably think that my third would need to be Rocket Power. I love that show so okay. much. So what about you? Do you have your three nailed down or you want to keep discussing? <laughs> or? Uh, uh, so, yeah, X-Men. Uh, I think you were, were, were Nixon, King of the Hill. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. not going to work. Uh, so let's do uh, X-Men, Gargoyles. Okay. And then, whew, I'm trying to think of another one. Oh, man. Uh, let's go, because I'm trying. Like, I, I I didn't watch a, sh- a crap ton of, like, children's cartoons. That, like, I yeah. didn't watch, like, Dragon Ball Z and shit um, when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Uh, you've got rocket power. Don't want to take one of yours. Let's go um, Wild Thornberries. Okay, I am actually extremely jealous. That is a really dope show in my mind. I really enjoyed that show. Uh, I do want to throw a couple out there that were basically honorable mentions, and one may may should be on my top three. Dexter's Laboratory, dude. Oh, yeah. Dexter's Laboratory was that money. I don't think that we can go through this stuff without talking about... Uh, Without talking about Doug. Yeah. I feel like Doug is great. Uh, Johnny Bravo had its moments. Samurai um, Jack. Samurai Jack. I never really, really got children's, into that. Not really Daria was always fun to watch. Daria was more of the Beavis and Butthead yeah, teenage, style. Not adult. He was yeah. more teenage uh, comedy. Um, if we want to go a lot younger, like when you're a little kid, Arthur. Arthur kind of slapped, dude. You know, the, he's the, the aardvark, dude. He's got a sister, DW. I don't, I don't, DW. I don't think I ever watched that. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, there's a lot of good options and, and some that we didn't go through, but I feel like we've hit on the major yeah. the major options that, yeah. that we have. So let's make a massive change then to the next question. Okay. When, you're, when you know you're not supposed to be looking at someone's boobs, does it make it harder not to look? Yes, absolutely. I would say it's situationally, but situationally but, but for sure. Yes, situationally for sure. But like, 
if you're in like a HR like a meeting, HR meeting or something, and you know, and they're giving you a discussion so about sexual got, harassment, yeah, so and so's <laughs> got her titties hanging out. It's like I know I'm not supposed to be looking, but what up, girl? You know, <laughs> uh, no, I would say that I would say that it's more just like the mind portion of it. Like I'm not supposed to look at this. Your mind's like look bro you know like <laughs> and so like you know i feel like that is more of the situation is that like if you tell yourself not to then it makes it harder yeah and is what it seems like in this situation you know yeah. i think that's just i think that goes with everything dude not just yeah, boobs like that's natural that's natural human human behavior but yeah. at least Looking at boobs is nice, you know. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. It's it's a nice thing to to do. Yeah. So we're both yes on that. Time to move into some this or that. Time to cast your vote. Vote your cast. Choose your pick. Pick your choice. Make a decision and take a side for this or that. All right. I think we got a good one. Yeah, this is a good one, but I feel like there's an obvious answer. Is there? Yep. All right. You want to go ahead and read it? A mind reader and a person that can see in the future are going to play a game of chess. Would you rather bet on the mind reader or the person that sees the future? Tell me why you think it's obvious first, because I don't think it's obvious. Yeah, I think you want to be able to see the future would be my... But then wouldn't the mind reader know that you just saw the future and see what you see then? Yeah, I mean, but, but under, under this argument, it's essentially a stalemate because then nobody could ever make a move. Well, to an extent. But I see, think, but, but, but the guy that the mind, can see the future, the guy that can see the future can not look at the board and close his eyes. And then the mind reader is not able to determine what he's going to do. And then it's the guy who sees the future's turn. And then he can see the future based off of what he did that the other I mean, guys just with him do. closing his eyes. He's still thinking about the move he's about to make. It's not a vision. Like <clears throat> now, yeah. listen, I want to. I agree with you. My vote was for the guy that can see the future because here's the thing: if the guy that can see the future is just a really good liar, right? And if he can just really like do that thing where it's like if you believe the lie, mm-hmm. then he can fuck up the mind reader. Well, the the biggest thing is with the mind reader is is that the guys. The guy who can read the who can tell the future, his mind is not made up until that other guy makes the move. Yeah. So knowing what the guy, but then you've also got the mind reader when every time he's about to make a move, he knows if the other guy is comfortable with him making that move, if he's happy with it, if he's. That's what I'm saying. You got to turn away and not even watch the other guy's move, and that's the bigger thing. Okay, I thought you were saying the 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 guy with the future was closing his eyes before he made his own move. I'm like, no, he does nothing. No, no, no. (laughs) He he makes his move and then like turns away from the from the chessboard. So like then he doesn't he isn't able to think about whether the next move is good or not. But the guy that can see the future, if it's his turn. He can see what the other move the guy is uh, the mind reader is going to make and then can prepare for that. It's yeah. a tough question for sure, but I feel like just seeing the future means that you already know, like anybody, like you said, can put anything in their mind. Like how good of a mind reader is he? Are we talking about Professor X? Or are we just talking about a guy that can just hear the immediate thoughts of, uh, of what you want to, what you want to do? It'd be a good battle for sure. Yeah. All right. Time to move into some, what are you binging? Um, Beer and more beer. 
Yeah, I got beer as my uh, my drink of choice. Uh, I just threw down. I did not prep for this Me episode. Me neither. Uh, so I have football yeah. because but, that's always yeah. a good answer. But, I mean, I haven't. So uh, since last week, I think the only TV I got to watch was like a little bit on the bachelor party before bed. And I was just watching the West Wing. Oh, yeah, uh, you have been watching a yeah, little bit of West Wing. a little Wing. bit of West Wing, and that's about the only thing I've been binging. A lot of our shows are over, like show, regular shows are over now. So, I mean, I think the wife and I might start binging some uh, Big Brother to, to, get, to get into that uh, fantasy league next year with you, dude. Yeah, man. Um, that's, I mean, I missed Sunday's episode, uh, you know, so I had to call Stephanie and get a quick recap of what, what's happening. It's fun, man. I mean, it's, you know, it's not a, as far as like, sh- you know, I'm not that style of show guy. I don't really care is the, is the biggest thing, but it's because I know that it's not just like a bunch of pre-recorded stuff that's happening. Like each week there's live shows on what's actually happening week to week. I mean, you know, throw a competition in there for me and I'm always down for a good, a good comp. So, uh, yeah, I mean, having the, having the fantasy league has, and it's funny because at this point I like, I, I enjoy watching it just as much as Stephanie does, but I call it her show. I'm like, Hey, your show's about to come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. And she so, calls it your show to all of her friends. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's totally fine. It's more of an inside joke between us. She goes, it's our show. And I was like, no, if it becomes our show, then I have to turn it on when it comes on. And if it's your show, you have to turn it on. So but it's nice. I enjoy giving. I, give, I even, even when football is happening, I give her the big TV and I'll watch the football game on my laptop. Uh, but it's fun, man. I'm I'm excited for you guys to to get involved with it. It yeah. should be a should be a good time. Yeah. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. Okay, so I guess it's me because you don't have a non-sports this week. Yeah. We allow each other to yeah. do that from time to time. Mine is, I just came up with mine right before the show, but I thoroughly enjoy my choice because it's so true to right now. That feeling when you have a ton, so much to do, but because you have so much to do and your mind's racing through a bajillion things, all you want to do is take a nap and just hope that you will wake up and 30% of that stuff that, that is on your list uh, of things to do is just gone. Yeah. So, man, I'm just in that mode right now, missing that time at work. Dude, I am just swamped and I need like 13 more hours in a day to kind of get everything that I need done. Uh, I'll be able to work a little bit of overtime these coming up days, but when we record, I don't work a lot of overtime. So I'm just kind of hoping that I can get myself caught up and feeling all right. I'm I'm going to tell you though, Bobby, these few beers, they have done a, a fantastic job of just kind of clearing out my mind. So, nice. you know, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate the beer yeah. uh, aspect of it. Uh, you have no, non-sports but what is your sports pumped in crowd noise dude. Look, yeah. listen i appreciated the uh the city of brotherly love giving us those booze pumped in but overall dude it's just 
I don't like it, man. It, it just seems like it doesn't go up and down as it should. That appropriately. And like, they start sometimes it starts too late or it just randomly just cuts off. Not to mention like it's empty. Like this is a hopefully hopefully a once in a lifetime thing that we get to see. Yeah. These sports played in completely empty stadiums. Let's let's try to make this horrible thing that we're having to go through, not the not the no fans, but just yeah. COVID in general. Let let's Make let's make a little let's give it a little My, bit of a silver lining. Let's I'm experience these sports in silence a little bit. I'm gonna tell you the biggest problem I've had with it is the commentators discussing how quiet it is and how you can hear guys' snap counts and everything that's going on in the field, but except for we can't. So yeah. like why are you talking about it? You know, I mean that's silly to me. Either don't talk about it or give us what dope thing you're getting. You know, like because yeah. they're talking about oh, so quiet. You can hear a pin drop type of not us. We got to hear pumped in Philly booze. OK, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's a good one. And I think we talked about not wanting it to happen for any sport. We want to kind of get that natural feel to it. Football hasn't felt that much different than it normally would. The crowd no. doesn't generally play a huge factor for what you see at home on TV. So uh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Mine, it takes a bit of explanation. So when we went to this dope cabin this weekend, they had a nine hole putt putt course. We did a entire pregame show we interviewed everybody we made up fake breaking news stories about everyone i lost the mini masters and it is snapping my stick what place did you come in? i think i came in like third or fourth it doesn't matter it wasn't first yeah, okay yeah, i came in well technically i came in second because the second place guy did not complete the trial the beer trials it was it was but but all joking aside, I'm upset about losing it, but what a fun time. Like yeah, we dude. got a lot of a lot of footage and uh, and I think that at some point you're going to kind of put that together. It is it it, it was a, a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, we had uh, yeah. we had a, a black and you know, it's one of those things where you know, if you if you're a listener to this podcast and obviously you know me, Bobby, I would say eccentric is a good word to describe me sometimes. Like I, I, I want to do a lot of crazy things. And so like I figured that when I said I'm going to wake up a couple hours early and do a pregame show, I figured there's always one or two that are just like, Oh, that's stupid. I'm not. Yeah. Everybody had so much fun yeah. doing it. I was so surprised about that. Like everybody, people were got up and like, Oh, I'm wait, waiting for their interview. And then, you know, somebody saw some things that, Oh, well, that person brought in a, you know, a fake sponsorship. And then like they go and they get their sunglasses and their hat and stuff. Uh, big shout out to, to Brandon Boggs for winning the mini masters. Yeah. Honestly, he deserved to win. He killed it. Yeah, he starting was, off he with was a hole in one on dominant. hole one. We have walk-ins and everything. So uh, it was more, it doesn't snap my stick as much as it, as I just wanted to bring it up and discuss the mini masters. So yearly event for sure yeah it was a good time and we kept it under a good bit of time today so yeah. uh, we'll Did see a good you job. guys next week peace thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast to see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod 